of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. This morning, let's turn in our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. That's a good way to start. Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. I'll read from verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So put on the whole armor, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, hallelujah, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, Stand. Stand. Therefore, somebody shall stand. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I say shout it like a minute. Say stand. Therefore, having guarded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all. Somebody say, all. Come on, I can hear you. All, all the fairy darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. I stop there. Praise the Lord. I say praise Jehovah. Amen. Paul had an unusual revelation. The mysteries that the prophets struggled to see. The Bible said they were peeping. They were kind of lingering to see which they really could not see in full. They just were in the fringes all through. That's so much so that even when Jesus came, some didn't even understand who he was. Thank God for John the Baptist. And of course, the disciples, the apostles that he chose, 
disciples that became apostles, then go for all the revelations they got of him. But you will agree with me that even up to the cross, they didn't fully know him. And even after the cross, some still doubted him. Yeah, that's human. And that's why I'm saying, I just want to remind us this morning. And some will say, there's nothing new in it. But come on, I never knew I could get jolted up and thrown into my destiny like this. I am assuring you in the name of Jesus. There's nothing new in the word of God. There's no new revelation. Everything that needs to be revealed has been revealed. It can only be revealed to your heart what has been revealed. I know what that does when that happens. It brings you in sync with the Spirit. Let me use some physical terms. He brings you in harmony with the waves of God. When the revealed word becomes revealed to your consciousness, you flow at the same level with God. At that point, no devil, no creature. But you see, Paul was given an unusual revelation of the person, the mission, and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if anything, he showed us what he came to do, and concluding it, he came to bring us in he came to make us sons of the kingdom that God did from the beginning that God established on earth that man lost. So when we talk recovery, we are not just saying do the catch-up game. No. The entire ministry of Jesus is recovering what was lost. And except as you begin to have a revelation of the personal ministry of Jesus, you may not recover all. But I'm here to tell someone that in your lifetime, you will recover all. I say in the name of Jesus, you will recover all. Say, I am recovering all. In the name of Jesus. And that's why he will start straight after the greetings. The first thing he will say, thanking God for what? That he has blessed Taiwo with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, if Taiwo doesn't catch anything in the book of Ephesians, but that, that's enough. So Taiwo here. You have been blessed, not by man, not by the devil. You have been blessed by God, the creator of the universe, with all spiritual blessings, with every blessing that you will ever need for your life. For your assignment, Taiwo, 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 hear me. You are blessed. 
that's what he started with. And then you got to explain how you came to that place. The rest is explaining how you got there. And now it's explaining the ministry of Jesus Christ. Paul will talk and talk and talk and break out into prayer. I'm sorry, broke out into prayers. You know why he did that? Therefore I, since the day I heard that you are now a Christian, I cease not to thank God for your life. And I cease not to pray that God will grant you a spirit of revelation. Why? He's been telling you all that you now are and how he is going about doing it. And he will stop in between and just continue to pray. Of what use is the work of Christ if I would not have a revelation of who he has made me and what he has made me? But he did not die in vain. You know, he really didn't have to die. He really didn't have to die. He really didn't have to die. But he did. <laughs> he loves he loves Taiwan. So he died for you and me. He really did. I'm glad. So you begin to pray that God will grant Taiwan, who is now born again, the spirit of wisdom. And revelation so that Taiwan could really see and appreciate what Jesus has done for him and begin to appropriate what Jesus has done for him. So he went on and on. Thank God for the book of Ephesians. And so he went on and on. By the time we get to Ephesians in chapter 3 again, he said, Ha! Started praying again. That according to his riches and glory, you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man, Taiwo, by the Holy Spirit. That Christ may dwell fully in you, Buddha. Hey! It's beyond give me water, give me food, give me health. in your heart by faith so that you can begin to appreciate all the dimensions of the love of God to begin to know that there is nothing and there is no way that love does not penetrate and there is no, no part of creation where it is in effect and that love flows from your stomach from your inner being
So he continued until he got to chapter 6. By that, then he had started the application of all the wonderful things that God has done for us in Christ Jesus. I mean, began to talk to us about the application. Let it affect your relationships. Come on, more than anything. If you can't sit there, your relationship first with God, of course, you don't need to be taught that. That was the reason of his prayer. And if truly you have anything in that direction, your relationship with man. And he mentioned all kinds of relationships. Then in chapter 6, in verse 10, finally, concluding all he's been saying and how you can be the best for it. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power. I realize when God begins to tell you to be strong, it's because you have the capacity. And because you have the capacity and you see, in spite of the fact that you have what it takes, you are at the point of seemingly being overwhelmed. And he that sees everything knows that this is who you are. But I see that there are pressures. Be strong. Be who you are. I won't demand that you be what I've not made you. He reminded me of late again. He said, when you stand, those I call to listen are leaders. I'm not just talking leaders in the marketplace. Of course, we have many of them. Thank God for that. They're leaders in every sense of it. One sure sign of leadership is he's selfless. So he said, be strong. So let me use a word for that place. You will need courage. Though you have been made this, though you have been given this, you will need courage. And the vivid example was what he said to Joshua. Joshua, you saw the way I dealt with Moses. You saw how awesome Moses was. Who was the person who could stand against Moses? No. Joshua, the same way I'm dealing with you now. But Joshua, listen to me. Be strong. Get up. You have what it takes, but you take courage. The Lord just said to me that somebody is listening to this message and you're defining a new beginning. And I say, Congratulations in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So he said, finally, have you said this much? Have you known this much about yourself? Your capacity and your capabilities. Hear me. Be strong. You'll be surprised at the tiny thing that can shake the strongest. You'll be surprised at the little, little, Tiny word that can make some people rattle. And you get to wonder. Ah, 
What's wrong with her? What is wrong with him? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Because they are all yours. They are all yours. They are available to you. He says, I'm praying that you have a revelation of the greatness, of the awesomeness of his power towards you. It's the same power that he used to raise Christ from the dead. So be strong in this power. Be strong. This is yours. But hey, be strong. What does that mean to you? Take it and use it. Don't give up. It's yours. Hallelujah. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. Please watch that word. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be what? Against the wise of the devil. Well, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against which are hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shot a feet with pressure of peace, above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fairy death of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always. With all supplications in the spirit, being watchful to this end, and with perseverance and supplications for all the saints. This one going. The whole essence of the armor, the whole essence of all the tools of war, is for one reason: is for you to stand. Jefferson Fawcett and Brown says, "The expectation of God of the soldiers." of the cross, of the soldiers, of the gospel, of the sons of God is to be able to stand. What does that tell you? That means that the fight you are fighting is not just a fight of let me grab. No, 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 no. The fight you are fighting particularly is the fight of the devil cannot take what is mine. But that is if you already know who you are and what you have. The Bible says even a king, if he's a child, if we are not careful, even the slave will control the, the king. The Bible says, Romans 5, 17, because we have come to know the grace of God, we who were slaves and controlled before are now kings in the kingdom of God. The abomination of our time is that kings are walking around like slaves. And you know why? Because the devil has tricks. To be able to stand against the wires, the cunning methods, the tricks of the devil, your own is to stand. 
So all we are asked to do is stand. And the Bible says, haven't all ought to stand? He said, what? Stand, therefore. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. The knowledge of who you are and what you have launches you ahead. You don't need to do anything. Just know. That's why the Bible says, from the lips of Jesus, you will know the truth. It will save you from every domination and oppression of the devil. You will mount up faster than anything when you know the truth. Daniel said it. They that know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits. You've got to know it for yourself. But it is this knowledge that the devil fights. Now, let me just quickly begin to rush to where I am. I really want to take, take me back to verse 17 quickly so I can just key into what I want to say over 16. Above all, I was listening to Kenny Hagen. He said, can you see him listing all these things? Finally, he said, and he told us all we have, and he told us the kind of battle we are fighting. He now says, put on the whole, therefore put on the whole armor. He now got his said, above all, that means that there's something more important there than everything that is coming that has been coming let me read to you in this version but hear what it says verse 16 16 16 says above all lift up over all the covering of the shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all so what i'm trying to say is that when it is above here it says it is a superior look look i've been talking to you if you don't remember anything please take this the ones i want to say your shield of faith your helmet of salvation your sword of the spirit if that's all you remember all the others will fall in line did you hear me above all take as much as you can don't forget this three hear the way the passion says it in every battle, the battle of life, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. I'm not dwelling on faith. Today I'm talking on the helmet of salvation. We know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will get me reading the Bible this way. Without faith, it is impossible. Ah, yeah. Without faith, it is impossible. You say, what do you mean? The Bible says it's impossible to please God. I know. But my Bible tells me that when the ways of a man pleases God, even your enemy. In every battle of life, make faith your lap around. Shield. And the Lord will make us to remind me, Taiwo. See, 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 see. Remember. You will be nothing before the fact that you are surrounded. 
David said it better. Say, you are my shield. You are my glory. The lifter of my head. Paul said it when he was being disturbed by the powers that was. He said, but you know, it's been written according to your poets. It is said, it is in him I live, I move, I have my being. He himself said it to Prophet Isaiah, to Jerusalem of Israel. He said, tell them, I'll be the wall of fire around them and the glory in their midst. Without faith, it is impossible. Now my verse 17. See the way he proceeds. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet. So why the helmet of salvation? Why the helmet of salvation? You know what somebody said? He said, it is the last one. He said, above all, over all this, it is the last piece of equipment that you wear. You must have dealt with everything. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, featured with the gospel of peace, everything. The last thing is the helmet. It is the final manifestation of the fact that you are ready. Your preparation is concluded for battle. Helmet. You know what we use helmet for? To protect the head. Is somebody here with me? Please follow me closely because something is changing today. And it's going to be permanent in your life in the name of Jesus. I mean changing today. Glory be to God in the highest. I said glory be to God in the highest. I'm waiting for your testimonies right now. I say I'm waiting for testimonies right now. Oh! I say I'm waiting for testimonies right now. In the name of Jesus. And funny enough, you know, the spirit knows no boundary. It can't be limited. Space and time are defined for the physical. They define the material realm. This is a microscopy of the entire realm of God. The helmet of salvation. The Bible there says, take. So it says, and take the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet. Let me start with the word take. I was looking at it. I said, okay. So it's somewhere. You take it and pull it. If I'm dressing, it's part of what has been supplied. Yeah. The authorities must supply me the full regalia if I'm going to fight the battle. So it must have been given. So take. But the Greek there didn't just say take as take. It says receive. It says accept. And that brings home what Paul was saying. For the Roman soldier, it's a matter of taking. You know why he would take it? Because he has come to know it as a vital part of his armor. 
Paul, in his original writing, says, it is yours. Accept it. He's talking faith there. Receive it. You can't take it like it means, except you have come to receive it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that as many as believe in him to them they will never perish but have eternal life. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 it says he came to his own his home. He came to the world to the world the world. He came to his own his own didn't know him. But as many as what? Receive. John 1 12. As many as what? Receive. As many as what? I can't hear you. It is those who receive that become. Receive the helmet of salvation. <laughs> then you become impregnable, impenetrable. You cannot be defeated. Everything about you hinges on your salvation. We are talking spiritual warfare here. Is somebody hearing me? If you are saved and you forget that you are saved, you won't be better than the unsaved. The devil will kick you like he kicks the unsaved. He will make you a slave to sin like he's making them a slave to sin. The only difference is that you are not a slave, but you are yielding yourself to be a slave. Come on, put on the helmet of salvation. I'm still coming. So what does the helmet do? He protects the head. So I called the doctor. I said, so I don't want to. So please tell me if I'm correct. I said, physiologically speaking, biologically that is, the head controls the entire body. Is somebody here with me? You know why? Because the head houses the delicate organ called the brain. The brain controls every process of the body, including your heartbeat and your breathing. So when he says, look, above all, mind this once more. Cognitively, which was exactly what Paul was saying, your head controls your life. It controls your body and controls your entire life. He's been established medically and otherwise that the brain is the seat of your mind. And that's why the devil's greatest attack is your mind. See, if we hand over the leadership of the nation to you today, but you are not confident of who you are and what you have, any rat can come and twist you and begin to use you to achieve their own aim. Your mind 
You were slaves. You are now kings. It's through your mind that the devil will try to make kings slaves again. God forbid. Helmet of salvation. Somebody says, Where the head goes, the whole body follows. Jesus put it very clearly. He says, Strike the shepherd, the sheep scatters. And so I was told from what I read that the battle of those days was such that it kept evolving. They had the javelin and they had the shield and they had the sword that some sword, a copper sword they can use it to pierce everything, anything and it, it's light but heavy towards the end that they can use to hit your head and that's why the helmet is such that it comes and it flows to the back like this and rests there is no protection for the back at all but there is protection for the back of the head Is somebody hearing me? Simply put, I need to begin to close. What we are saying today is this. God did not make a mistake when he says, guard your heart with all diligence. The devil is after what you have. What God has made you. He said, Pastor, what with the things that I've lost? I will show you how it works before I stop. And God says, my heart that it works. You hold a miracle in your hand. In the name of Jesus. And amazingly, it is you. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I'll give you a quick example. Maybe it's better to make it faster for me. I look for examples in the Old Testament. David. David had experienced God in a way and manner that very few had in his time. Not even his brothers knew the level of his experience of God. Until Samuel, the prophet, came to the house of Jesse and discovered that David was missing. Let me say this quickly. Until you come, they will never conclude. In the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. As far as your calling is concerned and your assignment, until you manifest, they will never be able to conclude. And where they think they have concluded, when you come, they will make a way for you. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you the way it works. What God has made you can never be changed. He's a faithful God. Some say, can he walk just by mere speaking? That's the only way to do it. It works. So he got there. He knew something was amiss. Someone was absent. But he really could not articulate it. So he asked the question. 
I'll taste all of your songs. They will look for you. The things that held you back has no choice anymore. The things have no choice anymore. The powers have no choice anymore. When the Lord says, they are needed, they will give way. If they don't give way, go to Isaiah chapter 59. You see there, I think in verse 17, when he said, I looked, that's been kind of Jesus. He said, I looked and I see nobody in the gap. I see no intercessor. There was injustice. There were killings and maiming. People were doing as if God does not exist. He said, then he brought salvation by himself. And guess what he did? That was where Paul quoted this from. He said, he put on the breastplate of righteousness. Let me read it exactly the way it is. Isaiah 59, 17. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate. Now, this was God. This was being called Jesus. <laughs> this is how to do it. And the helmet of salvation. Why? He will redeem the situation. He will salvage the situation. He will reverse the lie and the decadence of the devil. He put it where? On his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. Oh, watch the next one. According to their deed, accordingly, he will repay. But when God's about to move, he puts on the blessing of righteousness and the helmet. And when God wants you to move, he says, put on your helmet of salvation. Somebody says, our knowledge of salvation is the strongest weapon against the devil's attack. It is. Hallelujah. So what happened to David? Watch this, watch this quickly. When David came, what happened, happened. Oh, this is it. So, in addition to his experience with God, he has been anointed. Hey! He knew. Hey! Then he was on errand in the next chapter. And Goliath was boasting. And even the king, the king got messed up in his head. <laughs> even the king got messed up. But not David. I said, not David. Somebody's not hearing me. I believe somebody's hearing me. I believe somebody whose break is about to bust through his hair in me. I believe somebody whose, uh, whose victory is about to be made manifest here in me. Hallelujah! Evil King Saul was messed up in his mind. The devil had hit his head. How? With the bragging Goliath. Hey! Every Goliath in your life is coming down today. In the name of Jesus. You have what it takes. I say you have what it takes. the helmet of salvation you have what it takes Goliath brags you know what he was saying he will kill all the armies of Israel kill the first opposition was a liar he said no you are coming to show off you know what you know you know what they were aiming at they were aiming at his mind okay now don't let them see i'm bragging maybe i should just take my bag and go 
That was the aim of a liar's arrow or the devil's arrow to a liar. Words to discourage you. Those who will never accept you for what God has made you. You don't need them. You don't need their encouragement. But their encouragement is discouragement. Those who think, is it not the son of Joseph? The son of Joseph will scatter you and throw you to hell. Not you, them. The same son of Joseph. Once he put on that, the Bible says zeal was born in him. After Eliab, the king said, You are not able to. You are a youth. You know what that means? His brain, his mind. He said, Sir, <laughs> let no man's heart. He knew what he was. Why would he talk of heart? Who was talking of heart? They said, Sir, your heart may be feeling you, but don't let it feel. My heart is not feeling. I have the helmet. I know this God. I rested the lion. I rested the beard. I brought the king out of the mouth of the eye. I'm saying he has anointed me. I will go. I will fight him. Can you see the battle? Can you see the battle? When he came out, Goliath said, Am I a dog? Look at this. They said, When he saw the size of David, he disdained him. He despised him. He belittled him. Why? To make him feel small. No! He knew I may be small. I may be a boy. I'm a giant. I will kill you. Heal! Now hear me. Every battle, they came to suggestions. They became thoughts in his mind. Is somebody hearing me? Hey, the Lord we serve, the God we serve, will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, hey, we will not bow. They sold the fire. The king promised them, I will roast you by the helmet. They said, we know this God. He will. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow. Jesus Christ. You are my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. If you are the son of God. You think the devil stood like this to talk to him? They were taught. If you are, turn the stones to bread. You have the capacity. The world will know what you can do. They will shout. You become, uh, your story will become viral on the internet. You are billion followers. See, I'm not interested. You won't be the one to order me to do things. I don't move at the impulse of your word. You are not the one to tell me that I'm the son. I already know that I am the son. Helmet of salvation. The devil comes to trick you with what you already have. Make it look like he's the one giving you. Just to confuse your mind. 
hear me again in Passion Translation. 17 verse 18. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word. Not just of the word, of the spoken word. Speak the spoken word. He now says, I'm reading verse 19 here. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayers. He said, now we pray with, he said, I'm praying constantly with every kinds of prayers. But the question is, how do you know all the kinds of prayers? And then do you know when to pray what kind of prayers? But here, the solution here. Pray passionately in the spirit. Romans 8, 26 says, by the time you get there, like, all these weapons, how do you launch them? Prayers? Pastor, are you saying it's only prayers that will give me, is it not my confession? Whoever told you that confession is not prayers. Confession is prayers. Come on, go look at the prayers of the apostles in Acts chapter 4. Why do they hear the rage? The people imagine everything. They were speaking the word of God back to God and to the situation. Confession is prayers. But how do you begin to get this that you launch them for effectiveness? Because the truth is this. It's, one, it's not like you've not heard all these things before. You've heard them before. How come you are not speaking the word when you are under, when, when you are pressed? How come you are not speaking the word when you are tempted? But one thing is clear. The only way to counter thoughts in your life is words of God. You don't counter thoughts with thoughts. It's a steal. You are in the store. It's a steal. Say, come on, you can see, they won't see you. Mm. Say, no, I'm a child of God. I don't steal. Ken Hagen said, after God raised him up at age 16 from the deathbed, he said, for the rest of his life, he's casting a new headache. He said, on one occasion, the headache came so strong. I'm talking to somebody here now. He said, so strong. And guess what? The devil said, I thought he said you are here. Can you see his back? And he said, this time around, you know, he said, he answered back, he said, no, devil. You are a liar. Because he himself has said. So he declared the word of God. He said he went back to bed. And that was it. He said on another occasion, they were changing house. And the driver now, they took him last because he could not walk. They cleared everywhere. They cleared his room last and they brought an ambulance to pick him. As they were going through the city center, the man said, let me just take you around so that I can see you. you. haven't gone out in months. So he said he was speaking like that to look. Then the devil whispered to him, said, look well, because this is the last time you're going to see. He said he answered him. He said, nope. I will see it again. And I will come walking on my feet to this place. I won't be carried in a car. No! I will see. You don't counter thoughts with thoughts. Thoughts are the devil's most lethal weapon. He suggests to you through your eyes, through your, through your ears, through what people say, through what you read, through what you taste. But when you know, when the helmet is there, you say, no. Chase that woman. Yes, she's pretty. She's somebody else's wife. And what God has joined together, let not man put asunder. 
thou should not covet another man's wife. I am satisfied. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I'm a satisfied man. She's my sister. She's my daughter. You speak the word. You counter the devil. So he said, no. He said, no. He said, I will not die. He told him. I will leave. I will come. I will walk here. Eight months later, he walked there and stood there. He said, with tears in his eyes. He said, Satan! Dog, you. See, you are, can't you see you are foolish? He said he was praising God. Somebody is hearing me! By next week, you'll be praising God. On account of what you begin to happen in your life, every ground the devil thought he has taken in your life, I stand as an oracle of God. I say, No! I say, No! I say, Let go! Now! In the name of Jesus! This one is blessed with every blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus! This one will not die, will live and declare the glory of God! In the name of Jesus! Helmet of salvation, sit down as I close. He said, one last time he came to him. He said he was preaching somewhere. They had given him a place to stay. And the couple were staying in the room. He said in the night, he said, a kind of fever. He said the devil said to him, he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, finally, this point you can't escape. You are going to die. He said he looked. He said from inside. He just started. <laughs> The devil said, Why are you laughing? He said, I'm laughing at your folly. So you're laughing at me? I mean, you're going to die. So he looked at him again. He said, Why are you laughing? He said, I'm laughing at your lies. He replied again. He said, He started laughing again. He said, He so laughed by the time that he was able to get himself together. He said, The devil was running. Listen to me, listen to me. I wrote it down as I was preparing. Anytime he suggests a lie to you, even when it's obvious that he's winning, reject it. <laughs> Number two, rebuff it. What do you mean? Don't give a budge. Number three, reaffirm the promise of God. That's all. Did you hear me? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am head, I'm not tail. In him was life, the life was the light of men, I'm the light of the world. I shine in the darkness, yeah. He's my sheep, my great, the lifter of my head. The days of my life I will fulfill. I am the children God has given us who are for signs and wonders in Israel. Glory be to God is highest. So when he comes in, no, I rebuke you. Give him the word of God. Shall rise. Tell your neighbor I'm possessing my possession in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout it, shout it, say it like you mean it. Say it like somebody that knows what he's saying. Glory be to God in the highest.
I silence every trouble in your homes right now. In the name of Jesus, I take authority. I stand where God has called me. Devil, you didn't call me. No man called me. God called me here. I take authority over every spirit of death and sickness, every spirit of chaos, every spirit of stubbornness, every spirit of wandering child, every spirit of confusion. I take authority right now. I say, Your life, I say, Stop in the name of Jesus. I speak peace in Jesus' name. I speak joy in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. You see why he's talking that way? He assured me again and again, saying his word in my mouth is fire. Let me say it again. I say, if in your home the problem is lack of peace, I establish peace in Jesus' name. I decree abundance in the name of Jesus. I decree healing in the name of Jesus. It's your right in the kingdom. In fact, if you are sick in your body right now, lift up your hand. I said, lift it up. Lift it up. I mean it. In the name of Jesus. I said, lift it up. I rebuke you, foul spirit of infirmity. Now, in the name of Jesus. I say, you have no right. I take authority over you. Wherever you are coming from, I spoil in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you. And I decree the healing power of God. Over that life, that boy, that girl, that man, that woman, in the name of Jesus. Because by his stripes you are healed. I declare, say, arise and be healed. In the name of Jesus. You know what the Bible says? It says, healing is the children's mate. But health is a covenant right. You will live in perpetual health. The rest of your life in Jesus' name. The days of your life you will fulfill. In Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. Come on, help me give him praise. Give him honor. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. The word that has gone up my mouth will not return to me. He said, won't return to me void. If I've spoken his word today, then let it be. In the name of Jesus. I'm looking for the first person to rush up here next Sunday. To say, I can't wait. This testimony can't wait. In the name of Jesus. Every trouble in your life, every tree God has not planted, every parasite disturbing your peace, your joy, your health, your life, your abundance. I say in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, when the thief is caught, he's made to restore seven times. I can rest you in the name of Jesus. I say, restore in Jesus' name. Woo! Glory be to God in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.